Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello, welcome back. This is episode 132. And today I'm going to talk about what time your ceremony should start. Now, everyone knows if you have been listening to a few of my podcasts that I talk about how important the schedule and the timings are on the day and how important it is to kind of get those right. But one thing that constantly pops up from my brides mostly is that they don't actually know what time is best to start the ceremony. And the reason that pops up quite a lot is because there are so many components that actually make up the start time. And you need to know quite a few answers to some questions before you can decide and you need to talk to a number of people. So I'm going to go through all those things you you need to consider to help you kind of decide on the time that you start. I started my ceremony at 4 p.m., but I have run weddings that have had ceremonies at 11 a.m., at 1, at 2, and at, at 5, you know, at all different times. Personally, for me, 4 p.m. was a good time because Perth is hot in summer, and that's where we were at the time. It was a 38-degree day. I did not want people standing in that really hot, hot sun, so I was trying to push it back as far as I could. And the other reason was because I had five bridesmaids and my mum wanting to get makeup done and myself, so there were seven of us needing makeup, and I needed to make sure that my makeup artist could get through basically seven hours of makeup and also having a break. And that would mean starting really early in the morning if I, you know, pushed it forward even more and had a, you know, two or three o'clock ceremony. My first bridesmaid already had to get her makeup done. I think it was at eight or eight thirty. <laughs> she was so tired, bless her, because her partner had gone out the night before with a bunch of other people because we were getting our nails done. And he came home really late didn't have his phone. She didn't get much sleep. So she pretty much just got to sleep and then had to get up and get her makeup done. And she hit it well, I tell you. She did not complain either. But imagine if she'd had to have done that at six or five. You know, it's just a really, really early start. So what do you need to think about before you decide on your ceremony start? Well, first that you need to think about is the start time set by the ceremony venue already. So you really need to check that you know, did you book a certain time with them? Because some ceremony venues and churches, they do more than one wedding. So you really have to check if, if it's not in your contract already and you have to ask them as well. The other thing that you also have to think about is if there's not a set time by the ceremony venue, are there times that you have to do it between? So some venues might only have a license where you can only have your ceremony between two and four or three and five. So you need to check that as well. Then you need to speak to your reception venue, especially if it's a separate venue to the ceremony, and ask them, is there a set time? And is their time flexible as well? Because sometimes you need to know the time the ceremony starts so that you can work backwards and go, okay, ceremony starts at five. We want an hour and a half of photos. That then takes us to 3.30. So we want our ceremony to start at 2.30. So sometimes you have to work back from that reception time. So you need to know that too. 
Another thing is that you need to know is do you want sunset photos? And if so, what time does the sunset? Because you have to work around that. Your photographer might want to do your main photos in that time or they might say, you know what, start the reception, have your, your starter and then we'll go out for the sunset. So check those times if you want sunset photos, talk to your photographer to work out where in the schedule that's going to happen because then again you have to work backwards to work out your ceremony start time. You also need to decide how many are in your bridal party needing hair and makeup. Like I mentioned before, I had a big bridal party and your makeup artist and your hairdresser, they're going to tell you how many hours they need for how many of you there are. So if they tell you they need six hours and your car is coming at two, you're going to have to start makeup, you know, at 8 a.m. So you have to work out those hours. And sometimes hair and makeup artists don't always come with an assistant to help them. So be guided by them for how long they need. Then you also need to talk with your celebrant or your priest or whoever your officiant is to ensure that the time works for them as well because they might have another wedding at another time or they might have something personal on during the day and it may not have been a topic of conversation that came up when you booked them. You just loved them and you booked them, but you actually didn't know your time. And sometimes we just tell them, oh, we don't know yet. It'll be roughly three o'clock. But then when you need to really know, you need to go back and check with them. Then the other thing, and this is probably the last thing that you really need to know, is how long do you need for photos? So ask your photographer how long they need. So you can see like how important it is. There's so many people you actually have to talk to before you just set your ceremony time. Do not just get to the point where it's time to do the invitations and you're like, oh, I need a ceremony start time. I've always, I think three works. Most weddings I go to start at three, right? I'm going to do three. And then you find out all these other components don't actually work with that time. So I gave you seven examples of those things that you have to know. And I'm going to recap on them just very quickly so that you can work through them again. The first one was, you know, is the start time set by the ceremony venue? The second one was, if not, do you know what hours you might have to go between to pick your time? The third was, does the reception have a set time and is that flexible? Fourth was, if you want sunset photos, what time does that happen? Fifth was, how many are in your bridal party needing hair and makeup? So how many hours do you need for that? Six is to talk this celebrant to ensure that the time actually works for them as well. And the seventh thing was how long do you need for photographs? So there were key vendors, as I said, mentioned in that, and that is the venues, the officiant, the photographer, and the hair and makeup artists. So there are four really main vendors that you actually need to speak to to really get those timings right. And then an extra thing that you need to think of once you have worked that out, you need to think about how you're going to put that on your invitations. So you might have decided 2.30 is good fast. That with all those things that I just went through, I've worked out that 2.30 is good. That gives us enough time to do the ceremony for guests to get to the next venue, to have the pre-reception while we have photos and then start the reception and finish on time. So, so once you know that time, and it's set for 2.30, like I just said, 
you then have to work out how you're going to word it on the invite. So you can either just have 2.30 start time. Ceremonies commences at 2.30. But sometimes some people like to have a little bit of a buffer because we know that some guests can run late. And 2.30 might be meaning to you, I'm going to start walking down the aisle at 2.30. But to some guests, 2.30 can mean that's the time that they need to arrive. So that can be a little bit confusing sometimes. So some people like to put 2.15 arrival for bride or 2.15 p.m. start for bride arriving at 2.30, you know, or you can change those words, but that's just an idea to give you an idea. Some people put that. If you're like, I don't actually want to put that much information on the invite, maybe you might put 2.15 instead and not actually tell them that you're arriving at 2.30 and then it gives a little bit of a buffer to make sure that all your wedding guests have arrived before you get there. So you can see how, like I said, there's a lot of components that actually make up a wedding ceremony start time. (laughs) You've got to speak to the vendors, you've got to speak to the venues, and you've got to work out all their timings and what they all agree on so that you can come up with that time. But don't just pick a time. (laughs) because you might regret it later when other things don't work out and some things end up being rushed and you you really don't want to have that. And once you set a time and you've got it drafted up, just send it to those, those key vendors that I just listed and just ask them, does this work for you? It's as simple as that. You'll probably find once you've worked out these things, they'll probably say, yes, that's no problem. Or sometimes, especially the photographer, they might have a, a suggestion of a slight change because it affects the lighting that they, you know, want for your photographs. So yeah, they're my tips. Work through those questions to help you come up with your ceremony start time. And please come over to Instagram and say hi to me at Manage My Wedding. I absolutely love talking to future bridal couples and having a chat with them and knowing all about their wedding plans. So please make sure you come over and chat to me and come and let me know your ceremony start time too. And until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying stress-free and organised while planning the wedding of your dreams. 